Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. My name is Sue Ellis Soller, and I am from Spiritual Business Spotlight. And today I'm shining the light on Cody Edner. And he is an intuitive trainer, he's a psychic medium. He teaches uh, meditation and spirituality. I'll let you introduce yourself. How about that, <laughs> Thank <Cody? laughs> you, Sue. Well, thanks for having me. Um, yeah, I, I would say. Um, I am an intuitive trainer, I think is, a, is one great thing to focus on, uh, but I also teach meditation, of course, and that to me is the doorway uh, into the intuitive arts and teach healing and mediumship. Um, and I've been practicing for over 30 years in this, this field of energy awareness and uh, you know psychic or spiritual development, we could call it. Um, yeah, so that, that's kind of my introduction. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you. Welcome. So, there over 30 years. Wow, what a rich history. Yeah, I started when I was pretty young. I um, had a couple of uh, kind of openings into the, the psychic experience or the psychic world that influenced me, and I was very interested in um, that side of things, you know, and the side of energy or um, just different kind of paranormal experience. And I, you know, we didn't have back then a lot of uh, language for it. And there wasn't really a lot of places to go to, to study or learn. Uh, you know, there was kind of a big myth, I think, that still can be out there that, uh, you know, the psychic is has a gift, and they're the gifted one. And that's the only person that can have it so you either do or you don't uh that's kind of a myth that we like to hold even in sports you know that the talent has a gift and he you either have it or you don't which really negates the fact that uh those kinds of things have to be developed in some way and so whether it is a athletic talent or a mental talent or a psychic talent um and we're all psychic really uh, to start to put attention into it and learn some tools and learn how to practice uh, lets you develop that in yourself. And so that, that was my kind of question is how can I develop my psychic abilities? I had that question as a teenager. And I happened to find a, a school when I was about 17, 17 to oh. 18 and started uh, training learning how to meditate, learning how to get in touch with that sensitive side, the intuitive side, and, and learning how to kind of interpret those perceptions and uh, what's real and what's uh, mine and what's someone else's and what's it all mean. And there's all these questions that uh, you have to kind of start with uh, turning inward, and that's meditation, and, and you know, kind of finding that center to then start to, to look at these things from. So it was, it's been a journey. And, and I've really been practicing since then um, and done this as a full-time, probably since my early 20s, I've, I've done this as full-time work. Wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, what you're saying is so true. Like, um, I hate to say back in the day, but we didn't have so much access to uh, um, the information in the same way that we do now. We didn't have right. Zoom classrooms. We didn't have the We internet. didn't have any of those. <laughs> no, back in the day, which is a, a really true, um, the classes I went to, I had to drive a half an hour to a place and, and then go in and spend the evening in a class and drive a half hour home. And actually I was in the San Francisco Bay area in California. Um, and some classes I went to, I had to drive an hour and a half to get to. Oh, wow. Yeah. Further away. So now the convenience and the ability to connect in this way has just opened it up to where, uh, you know, I teach some mediumship classes, which are kind of our postgraduate classes that uh, I have people calling in from all around the world um, to wow. be a part of the class. And it's, it's really wonderful to be able to have that kind of diversity uh, now and to have people it, just from so many different walks of life come together around this common uh, kind of theme of connecting with energy and spirit and healing. Um, it's, it's a wonderful thing. So, 
Oh yeah, definitely. And like you were saying, you know, um, a lot of people kind of shy away from it because they're just like, oh, I just get deja vu every once in a while. Or, you know, my hands feel kind of warm when I see somebody who's sick, but I'm not really mm-hmm. sure that, you know, I'm not that gifted kind of person. And right. what you're saying is that, and what we know basically is that everybody has these gifts and they're latent and they can be developed in the same way you can develop muscles or intelligence or whatever. Right. Um, I think even, even more than, than just that they're latent, I think they're part of who we really are. And so when we connect with those gifts and start to validate them and, and it's not that we have to become the healer and do it for our livelihood. It's that, that part of ourselves that is sensitive and intuitive, uh, that can be the healer, that can interact in that world, is also the very creative part of ourselves. It's kind of the part that's really the spirit or the soul of the self. Um, in fact, the word psychic just means of the soul, right? It's like soul essence or of the soul is kind of the root of that word. And so that's like this big umbrella kind of idea of all the things that you might do, you know, mysticism might be another word that's kind of an umbrella for the things that are in this this realm of experience. And so to explore your psychic or intuitive spiritual abilities is to just explore that part of yourself. And for some people, they become a person who loves to read other people and, and talk about what they pick up. Other people love to heal, and other people, it just unlocks some creative part of themselves that they can feel more confident in like opening up and, and sharing in the world. So it doesn't have to be what we would call, quote-unquote, psychic right. uh, in terms of how you use it. It's more of a recognition that you are that psychic. You are that person that behind it all has this energy uh, this soul and this um, really untapped, in a way, potential or untapped kind of creative uh, awareness or, or new ideas and new energy that you're here to bring to the world. And so part of it is about unlocking uh, that part of yourself. And, and in many ways, when we teach someone, you know, intuitive training or teach them uh, how to use their psychic abilities, we don't really think of it like we're teaching them to be psychic. We more think of it like we're uh, kind of reminding them of who they are and that a person starts to become more of who they really are as they get in touch with that part of themselves. Um, and that can play out just in normal conversations and interactions and relationships. And it really impacts and changes relationships when you start to see the energy dynamic side of what's going on in the world. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. And I love that you bring in this best self, because this has been like kind of this theme, you know, when Mm -hmm. you're connecting with your best self, when you're meditating, and you're you're getting in touch with, you know, on the one hand, this infinite possibility, and, and the potential to be kind of anything and create anything you want, but then bringing that and grounding that back into your body and into your life and into your potential and possibilities. Right. You know, the shifts that you create with that are just phenomenal and life-changing. Yes, absolutely. And, and they're really life-aligning. Like when you mm-hmm. start to come into that connectedness with yourself, um, and we have kind of a concept of connecting with like the God of your heart, like finding that part of you within that really speaks to uh, what you're here to, to do, you know, what you're here to, kind of explore and be and and that's aligned with spirit and when you start to uh, express yourself and ex- kind of create in the world from that uh, things line up in in a particular way that tends to work in flow for that person like uh, people's lives tend to unfold a little bit more in flow with a little bit less effort uh, there tends to be a little bit more a sense of meaning and connection uh, in what you're doing because you're connected to that deeper place within. And, and certainly that's, that's our, our goal. It's not to make someone more psychic per se. It's to make someone more aligned with themselves and their path. But a part of that, of course, is 
just happens to be all these spiritual abilities, all the clairs, as you say, that <laughs> it's kind of a, a term I've heard lately. I, back in the day, I didn't really, we didn't really use some of these terms. I mean, we talked about clairvoyance and clairaudience and clairsynthians. Um, I just had never heard anybody call it like the clairs. But that's really <laughs> speaks right to what we're talking to is all those senses in us that, um, you know, we, we either feel it relative to energy or we hear spirit or we see it. And that as we tap into how to kind of listen to those, uh, you know, it changes uh, both our inner and outer worlds, really. Um, oh, definitely, definitely. I think anybody who's working in the, the fields that we do are, you know, can attest to just how much positive change it brings yes. into your life. Yeah. And it's not necessarily, I think that people have this, you know, kind of TV guided visualization of what a psychic is and what a psychic does and that they're, you know, um, scammers and, and, you know, um, trying to pull a fast one on people. And there are those people in the world, I can say, totally without hesitation that there are, right. but there are so many people who just want to help for a moment, you know, just like, Oh, okay. I see this and that. And the other thing that's going on, or they're giving validation to somebody or they're helping that person to open up to their creative self right. or their best self. And yes. so, yeah. And, and like you said too, when you think about it, if if you're open to saying, yeah, I do have those feelings of knowing, or sometimes, yeah, I do hear exactly the right thing at exactly the right time, or, you know, smell my grandmother's perfume when, you know, it's right. her birthday or something like that, or when I'm really depressed and I need support. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so yeah. those kind of things are just so common, but I think that they're feared on the one right. hand, um, and overlooked on the other. Yes. And, and they're oftentimes discouraged in our yeah. youth or invalidated. And so much of what uh, we have to address in uh, bringing someone back to that uh, center and connection with these abilities uh, is how to release some of those uh, blocks that are invalidation or fear or even punishment. Sometimes we got in trouble for saying too much or knowing too much at a, at a young age and seeing things that maybe weren't supposed to be talked about. And that's not an uncommon experience for many people as they start to delve into opening back up that they'll kind of go through a few memories where they turned themselves down or got turned down oh, by yeah. the world. Uh, so there's, there's a bit of a pressure to um, suppress some of these awarenesses and not let them kind of run their course and open up. And, and uh, so we have to go back through that. You know, there's, there's really two sides to that kind of media portrayal uh, in, in my mind. There's, there's the side that says that psychics, that it's not real, that they're scammers, there's the, the disbelievers and the prove it crowd. Um, and the other side is the side that says, um, you know, someone says, oh, you're psychic. Well, uh, you know, what am I thinking? <laughs> or what's my future or what's and and that kind of idea of a psychic that gets portrayed in maybe movies or the media that they are gonna uh, see the future or, or know is not necessarily uh, the primary expression of that ability so in a way you know what what we teach people how to do is to read the aura to read your energy field to read and reflect back where you are, uh, maybe where your energy is creating and where it's stuck to help mm -hmm. you get unstuck and moving on your path. So there's so many times where there are things that we kind of know that we have an ability or an aptitude for or that we want, but they're in the background a little bit. They're, there's something that we can't really see ourselves doing, but we, we know it's there somewhat. And in a reading, it's like someone's neutrally pointing out in you things that they see in you and that connection gets made when it's something that you kind of knew about yourself already. 
and you can get through that block. You can change your energy by being read. And so whether it's a reading or a healing where we directly work to change your energy, um, it's, it's really about taking you deeper into alignment with yourself, opening up into your abilities to create and, um, you know, to be more of who you are than it is about reading a future. Uh, partly because part of the foundation of, of the teaching that I teach is a belief that you, uh, you create your future, you know, you co-create. So if we read your future as if it's set in stone, then we've taken away that idea that you could create it. Right. So we might read your f future more in the sense that, well, here's the way the energy is flowing. This would be the potential. But if you change, then you're going to change that direction right. in that future and that's more helpful i mean our goal is to empower someone to change their energy to uh you know create their vision to find their vision sometimes that's the hardest part for us is to really find uh, what we want to align with and then to create it so we're all about teaching someone through through this method of meditation and connection with the spiritual abilities then to ask that ne next question, which is, what am I really here for? What am I really about? Uh, where, what do my energies want to, to get, you know, involved in and, and create? And, and that's, that's the goal is that we would have that freedom. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, I found even in the light worker community as of late, probably starting in the last quarter of the year, last year, a lot of people are shifting into a totally new, direction or they're they're just like i've been a light worker for so long and and now i'm my focus is has taken a turn and mm -hmm. so everybody's you know kind of a little bit open and a little bit like like we were talking before the show i think like there's this huge change happening and so we're on the yes. front lines of this change kind of trying to I don't want to say trying to influence it, but trying to influence it. So, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there's definitely a shift in the energy that's happening um, on the planet. And, and these shifts happen. This, this one really, I, I would say there's kind of a, a spiritual renaissance happening where there's this uh, new opening into a, a new level of awareness and consciousness and um you know there's this bigger picture that everybody's starting to really see um, you know as a teacher uh, i've always kind of focused on the individual my thought is you know you change your space and that begins to change the world and and here's some tools to to kind of heal yourself and change your uh, your space but there's enough people doing that now that it's like this change is happening uh, throughout the planet, you know, in the, in the world, this kind of shift in energy. And there's lots of different ways that people have been seeing it and expressing it over the years, you know, and, and it's something that uh, you're right. We are on the, the forefront of, um, which, you know, there's a, there's some excitement in that to be the kind of the early adopters of <laughs> new spiritual awareness. Um, and then there's, there's always pushback. It's not the easiest path to be the right. first one, you know, to be the, the first healer in your town or the first psychic, you know, in your group of friends, the first person to kind of wake up to this different way of seeing in the world. And, um, and so, you know, we like to work, more in groups it's great to find that uh, community that you connect with that validates you and supports you and accepts you in that new endeavor and and ultimately as everybody kind of opens up to this type of awareness and validates it 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 starts to spread if you start to really change your energy um, there may be a little resistance or pushback in the beginning um, but everybody's tends to start to come around after a while and say, what are, you're, you're different. You look, your energy's higher, you're ha a little happier, or you seem more at peace. Um, what are you doing? You know, and there's always that, that time when it comes back around where, where suddenly that shift becomes more apparent to the world. And there's a lot of people that are looking for that. 
right? Oh, definitely. We become that teacher to the world, even if we're not doing it as a profession. We're being that thing in the world that's aligned and at peace and focused with energy and creating. And and that's a that's a that's how it spreads, really. Right. So, yeah. Right. And I think you make a really important point that you can open up to being a healer or working with your psychic abilities or, you know, meditation, um, doing all of this work. You don't have to do it professionally. You can just right. do it as a self-improvement or, or for your own um, edification, you yes. know? Yeah. Right. For sure. Over my years of experience, I would say probably... 80% of the people do it for their own just growth and self-improvement and, and exploration. I mean, there, I've had, you know, I remember years ago I was doing a meditation class and, and this one gentleman in the class kind of stood out to me as different. It was the first night of class. And so on the break, I went over and introduced myself directly, you know, said, well, what's your story? And, and he was a, a priest on sabbatical and he just wanted he knew, you know, there's all these different places that we find ourselves in the world where there's what we're doing in, is right in front of us, but there's this thing that we start to notice in the background. So maybe as a nurse or a massage therapist or a clergy, or you start to see that, hey, there's something more in the background that nobody's talking about, right? There's something more that seems to be, it shows itself every once in a while, these little uh, kind of openings to spirit that's that deeper thing and so we get people like that come to class and say you know i'm like he did, he wasn't going to leave the priesthood he just was looking for an answer to these things he was experiencing when he worked with people where there was this deeper kind of thing emerging right uh, years ago i taught a, a class uh here in colorado i had a, a number of um psychologists in it and, and therapists and they were learning these tools and this other side of energy awareness and gently starting to kind of integrate it into their worldview and their practice and and you know when I started in the early 80s doing this work you probably couldn't find many therapists out there that would recognize energy work and talk to that side of it uh, maybe in the hypnotherapy community, but, you know, this kind of straight line. But nowadays you can find many different therapists that also incorporate an awareness of energy and, and that kind of perspective. And so it's really uh, expanded over the last 30, 30 years. It's kind of amazing to see. Oh yeah, yeah, because it's it's. I mean, even Reiki is in hospitals now. They're understanding right. that you know positive energy can have an effect on a positive effect on people, and yeah. so, um, or um, you know, the new the um, preemies who had the kangaroo care, and just really opening up to right. the fact that it's a holistic. Yes. Treatment of a person. And there's therapeutic touch and different kinds of quantum touch in hospital. You know, I have a funny story about that. When I was uh, in about 21, I got into um, an auto accident. I got hit by a drunk driver. Gosh. And uh, yeah, I had on collision. And, and that, um, you know, that part of it was just its own thing. But when I got taken to the hospital, it was a uh, some saint something hospital, right? This was kind of a, a Catholic hospital, I guess. And, and there were these plaques in the um, uh, elevator that said uh, absolutely no hand, like energy work or hand. There, there was this, these plaques that said you could not do that in the hospital. Really? Yeah. And, um, and so this would have been 86 maybe. You know, this was, and now it's actually in the hospital. And I've, I um, have worked with a number of people who take this energy awareness work and then go into things like hospice care uh, mm -hmm. and, you know, like being with someone in that kind of space. And that's a real powerful space or work as nurses and work in 
you know, healing fields where it's both the conventional medicine kind of intertwining with some holistic uh, style of medicine that's happening more and more. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, even myself, I was just working on a woman who got out of the hospital and she had a, um, a wound that had sepsis and mm. that's why she was in the hospital. And then she came home and um, I helped her with the healing stages of that with doing energy work. And um, she was like, wow, it's so much smaller. And, you know, just like, you know, yes. and so for not only for um, transitional work, like end of life or, or palliative work um, when you're doing pain management, because I've found that to be like, like holy moly you know oh um, right yeah very powerful very yes. yeah absolutely yeah but yeah. also working with people on recovery or on mm -hmm. you know like you're saying like not only physical health but mental health and is somebody blocking their healing or recovery right. um energetically as well right Yes. And so, I mean, end of life and beginning of life are really powerful inflection points for spirit, right? So we used to also practice like spiritual midwives would be a concept where someone would be kind of working the energy around birth. And that's a, you know, a beautiful thing to Definitely. experience and be a part of. So there's so many different ways that bringing spirit into the mix, bringing that level of intuitive awareness into the mix uh, not only just kind of deepens the experience I think and makes it that much more interesting to see that what's happening kind of in right. the energy world to open up to that um, but it, it brings healing and positive energy to even to death you know even to that mm -hmm. experience is just a miracle when spirit is is recognized in, yeah. in that space. Um, yeah. I had a really early experience with that. Uh, my grandfather, he came to live it, live with his late in his life and, and he passed away. He's like 93 or 94. Um, and, and he passed away just in a, in a very natural way. Right. And so he was kind of fading and, and had gone into like a semi comatose state. And um, so I, I came into his room and I was going to give him a healing and kind of a last rites type thing, but just kind of a help him as a spirit gather his energy and be ready for his next step. And he had been in this kind of coma, not recognizing or talking to anybody for a couple of days. And I came in and started to work on him and I connected with him as a spirit and I saw that he was kind of away from his body and so I brought him back to his body to help him gather everything up and realign his energy. And as I did that, he came in and he said, Cody, is that you? Oh, totally recognized me and said hello. And uh, then I did the healing and, and then he left and didn't pass right at that moment, but that really completed the, the energy cycle. Uh, and that was pretty powerful. You know, I was in my early twenties. I was just, kind of getting into this work but that really kind of took it to another level of of recognition and just how powerful it is yeah. right oh i can imagine yeah. imagine so and you're teaching this you keep mentioning we and teaching we because and <laughs> i know i say we because i uh, have a, a partner so we uh, david gandelman and i um have a have teamed up and we have a podcast so our podcast is Energy Matters. And then out of that, we uh, teach intuitive development. So um, in Energy Matters podcast, we do much like this. We just talk to people that are in the uh, wellness field or spiritual development field. Um, and, and so, yes, we are starting a new class that uh, comes around every couple of years. So it's been a, a couple of years since we did our last one and we graduated a group. Um, and, and so we're starting a new one in, on March 24th. So coming up really soon. Yeah. Um, and, uh, we're doing a, an, uh, informational night, a free informational night on, uh, Tuesday, uh, March 10th 
And okay. that's at like 5 uh, p.m. Pacific time. And of course, this, I know in the podcasting world, uh, it It'll may take, takes a while to get them out. <laughs> uh, we do that too. We have a few that are, <laughs> are well overdue. But if people do happen to, to hear this after uh, March 10th and they're interested, then of course they can contact us and we can send the uh, intro as a free download to listen to so they could get a feel for it. Um, but yeah, we're really excited about it. It's on Tuesday nights starting March 24th and it's level one. It's three months long. So we do kind of a, you know, to learn your, to learn the psychic stuff and open up actually doesn't take as long as you might think. So, you know, you look at it and you go, oh my gosh, I could never become, and it's like, yeah, you can in a couple months or a couple intensive weekends, you can become like that. But it takes a while to integrate it and mm -hmm. to have the space to safely practice it and right. not kind of get blown out or not get just kind of where you lose it because it's overwhelming because you're opening up to a world of awareness that's really big. And mm -hmm. there are a few things that you need to kind of know about how to interpret and interact with that, that world, especially because a lot of it, in energy awareness involves interacting with other people. You start to become aware of what's going on energetically uh, in the world with you and other people. And so there's a learning curve to that, of course. And there's an, part of that learning curve isn't new information. It's, the, it's that it's transformational information. You have to have time to transform and integrate. And so the way we've created our program is really with that in mind. Right. So we're not just throwing a bunch of tools at you and then saying, you know, well, here you go, go out and see what happens. Cause I know what happens is they all get forgotten. They never get integrated. Um, so what we've done is we have three month levels or modules and then a couple of months break of where we continue with a practice practicum where we practice and integrate. We have time to, to kind of integrate what we're learning and interact with it and, and get experience with it. Because as you gain experience with it, then you're ready for the next step to, to go to the next level, let's say. So we kind of do a three month uh, more intensive where we're working a couple times a week and, and you know we're doing lots of different things. And then we have a two month where, okay, now practice all that and integrate it. And then we'll do the next three months. So with that uh, kind of, pattern in mind that the program's about 18 months to two years depending on how long of the breaks we create in between the um there's four levels basically so four three-month levels so that's a year and then we sometimes do a two-month integration time or a three-month and some of it also just depends on the calendar when it's falling so um so that kind of will unfold but the the program itself is is very solid in uh, not only teaching you this stuff, but giving you the time and the direction to integrate it because it becomes a part of how you live in the world. That's the goal. So the, the energy awareness is something to develop in yourself. And then that's kind of you become that person that recognizes that side of things in the world and brings that uh, level of of communication to others you know in in the world so when we read someone uh, you know from that that uh, media view you know being the psychic it's like woo woo we're reading whatever the future telling them uh, you know all these crazy things and that's really not what a reading is you know a reading is where I would sit down and connect with your energy and start to see that part of you. And uh, what we would describe in, in the teaching as um, saying hello to you as a spirit, to that deeper part of you that's not the ego personality that we have to show the world to survive and feel safe, but what's behind that, this deeper, uh, really powerful actually, but sensitive part of you gets recognized in a reading and validated and that's a really powerful experience uh, both to be the one to give that and to be the one to receive it it's really powerful for both sides 
um, of that experience. And, and so we teach people how to read, not ultimately to become readers, but to learn how to really see and say hello to, to someone as a spirit, we would say, or as an energy how, might be another way to say it, you know. Right. But that's a tool that can come in handy in so many different situations, Absolutely. you know, in the workplace, with your family, you know, in, in greater society where you're looking at people from a completely different perspective than that ego, ego reading, right. you know, yeah. just that superficial, you know. Um, yeah. Goodness. Absolutely. And one of the, the practices in learning to read uh, is learning how to become neutral, to find neutrality. And that's, that's something that takes a bit of practice to find well, like, that's really hard neutral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But that's oftentimes the thing between us and a deep, meaningful connection with someone, right? Is that non-neutrality or some form of a a judgment or a criticism or whatever. And it's not personal. It, it arises from our conditioned mind, right? Mm-hmm. So we're learning how to recognize that and, and get past that. And, and so this kind of work ultimately does deepen those relationships and connections. And uh, we seek to, to connect at that deeper level when we see someone, uh, you know, beyond that, that surface energy. Yeah. Right, right. And with neutrality comes understanding. With that understanding right. then comes that... that Some joy. compassion. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and with neutrality, um, you know, oftentimes when you can find that neutrality and you're communicating with someone, uh, especially say in a reading sense about what's going on, it, it opens the door for them to really have the communication, not as a personal attack, but then they can use it, anything that's valuable in it and they don't have to use what, you know, there's no obligation. It's neutral and, you know, here's what I see. And, and so the people tend to be more open to receive communication uh, when you are coming towards them with neutrality and some compassion, of course, but uh, right. neutrality seems to be the key. Yeah. Right. Well, as a reader though, it's essential because you right. know, you, you can't come into a reading with judgment or with, you know, because people, it, you know, I've, in some circumstances, they're using us um, as, as, as the therapist or as the right. person that they're going to for the help. And so what we have to do is not put them in a place where they feel like us wagging our finger at them or, exactly. or, or judging them so that they, they can open their energy up because mm-hmm. even, you know, you were saying earlier about the therapist and everything coming to your classes, they're learning then how to open people up. So then those issues and those blockages and those um, whole, you know, even the bright, beautiful parts are more evident, but also the blockages and what the shifts need to be also become a lot more evident as well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And there, and you create space when for them to kind of both decide for themselves, but then to actually take that step. Right? Yeah. So the neutrality kind of creates a space for someone. And, and that's a real powerful part of it for sure. Yeah. 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 Because we all need somebody who can hold space. I think that's a right. lost art in and of itself, you know, <laughs> is, is that right. just allowing a person to open up. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So there's a lot of things and concepts and tools and, and awarenesses like that that are explored in this intuitive training. It is about uh, both learning how to get into your own uh, energy, space, and awareness to be safe to open up mm-hmm. as the reader because it's, you know, it's difficult to open up as the receiver or the readee, we might call it. Uh, it's also difficult to open up and, and remain open in front of someone. Uh, it's just as vulnerable to be the reader as to be the readee. Yeah. Um, but that's the beautiful thing about it. It is learning how to be comfortable in uh, a space of, say, a little bit of vulnerability, a little bit of not knowing, a little bit of surrender, and just seeing what's there rather than forcing what 
the mind might want to force, uh, you know, to, to feel safer in control. So, so there's a lot of deep learning that happens. We go really deep and that's why it takes time. That's why we didn't want to just do a weekend seminar, you know, and a weekend intensive, which we could do. I mean, I could teach you a lot in a weekend, but I couldn't help you integrate it or go through the growth process of what happens when you open up all that stuff. So that we hold space for a person uh, throughout that training. I mean, that's the goal is we're holding, and that's what we're doing is we're creating and holding a space where it's safe to open up and then go through all the things that one has to go through when you do open up at that deep level. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think it's imperative, too, to understand that it's a journey. Like you said, I mean, you can learn a lot in a master class or in a weekend or in a month-long series or whatever. But the whole thing is that, I mean, I teach a tarot class where I'm just like, oh, no way. I'm not going to teach a six-week tarot class. I'm going to teach a year-long. I'm going to bring symbolism into it. I'm going to bring numerology and every aspect of it because there's so much more to it than just meditate open yourself allow the messages to come through it's just like like you said they have to integrate and practice and have that whole um safe space right to exactly create those shifts within themselves yeah definitely yeah and you have to have time to have the experience and then figure out what your questions are you know you have to have time to then ask those questions so Uh, as you go through the experience, then you start to get to, you know, what is my question or what do I need to know or what uh, scares me? And and if we just do it in this real condensed form, you get all the techniques, but you don't get that space to grow um, into them and ask the questions that you need to ask. Yeah. So it's, you know, it's a very uh, complete uh, program that we've created that, uh, isn't just David and I, we teach the, uh, some of the lectures and, and we're there holding space on that level, but we have about eight to 10 other psychic teachers to help people one-on-one, to help uh, them, you know, through their practicums and all the different things. So it's, we have, you know, it takes a team really to, to guide this kind of a, a program that we're proposing. Um, so we do have that. Oh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, um, I th- David was telling me too, were you also a teacher at, was there a school of psychic? Yes. Oh yeah, okay. absolutely. So, so when I uh, kind of had my first opening, I went and got a reading actually. And I, I really had this kind of awakening during the reading to a sense of my own psychic energy and abilities. And, but I was only 14 at that time. But then a couple of years later, I found a, a school where I could learn meditation and, and psychic energy awareness and stuff. And I actually got a reading at that school then uh, before I started taking classes. And, and that reading was really profound uh, for me. And in one sense, it wasn't so much uh, what was said verbally that that stands out in my mind today. I don't really remember what was said. I remember feeling like I was being kind of connected with and seen in a way that I'd never felt before. But at the end, the reader said, oh, would you like a healing? And I said, sure. I mean, I was game. I had no idea. I was like 17 or something. And and so he kind of put his hand up and he started to to just do this little moving of my energy. But when he did that, I felt the movement. I felt this rush of energy come up through me. And then I saw flashes of color, which I'd never seen energy, but I just suddenly opened up and saw. And it, and that, at that moment, I was really like, whoa, I've got to, I want to <laughs> pursue this. I want to learn more about this. I would like to, and in a way, I think I, at some point I had a thought that I would like to learn how to do that in myself, for myself, right? That, that, that it, I want to be able to just go into that space on my own. Um, And so that place was called the Berkeley Psychic Institute. And um, I was in Sacramento at the time. They had um, schools all over Northern California. 
And, and so that's where I first started to train. And ultimately, I ran one of the schools. When oh, I was wow. about 24. I uh, ran a school uh, for them for about six years. And then I uh, moved to a different uh, wellness center, energy working organization called the Sklepion Healing Center. And I uh, was there for a number of years running their clairvoyant division. I got into their mediumship training uh, work and learned how to work with the the mediums as well. Um, so I, I was kind of doing that, all of that work, you know, full time from, I don't know, 86, 80, well, 84 was when I started taking classes. Uh, but as a teacher from like 88 to about 2001, and then I went off just on my own and I've been teaching uh, courses on my own and started a podcast and I do readings and healings, uh, do private sessions um, for sure. But my main focus has always been teaching. Right. Right. Well, and that's so important right now for, for especially like we were talking about earlier, just with the shift and everything, but I think that people are opening up to this more. And so it's, since the door has been ajar, it's kind of pushing the door a little bit farther yes. and farther open every time. <laughs> oh, yeah. yes, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's definitely opening. And it's definitely just, you know, it's becoming more accepted, many of the concepts, uh, the sense that there is energy behind everything that you can kind of sense it. And, and even the sense of being kind of grounded or, uh, or being present and being centered, all these ideas that were very much kind of meditative, esoteric ideas are now in our uh, general language oftentimes, you know, we kind of talk about people as if, you know, it's, in sports you might hear someone say, oh, he was, he's really grounded or whatever, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's a concept we teach that kind of comes out of energy awareness and uh, what it means to be kind of connected and present versus kind of scattered and, and uh, disconnected in many ways, you know, right. to the body or to the planet. So, so I've seen that over the years. I've seen that development. I remember teaching courses, you know, 30 years ago and you would ask a group, well, how many has, you know, been heard of grounding or being grounded in, Nobody had necessarily heard of that or done it. And now you you go into a group and everybody's heard of it, right? So right. it's just kind of a whole different uh, starting point for everybody. It's like already kind of there, which is great. I mean, it's, it's much more open. Um, you know, you don't have to kind of convince people that it's there. You just start teaching them you know, right. about how to access it. And they're already kind of in the mind that it's there. Right. Um, you know, because I've dealt with, of course, many skeptics over the years and many people who want you to prove it to them, <laughs> um, which is, is kind of a funny thing. Uh, one way my teacher always said, well, never play the game of prove it because you're going to play by their rules and then you can't win. Because any psychic experience is an individual inside experience that you have to have so if i'm trying to prove it to you and you just deny your own experience i right. obviously can never prove it to you because that is the experience it's a personal um it'd be like someone say well prove to me that there's a such thing as love and i said well look inward and and feel for love and think well i don't feel anything well i guess there's no such thing then right until right. you feel it it's not going to be real so teaching someone about that part of themselves is not something to convince them of. It's just something to show them or point the way to in themselves. And either they have the experience and can recognize it as something real or something to pursue or they don't. And, right. um, and but there is a little bit of a, an, an interesting thing there because of the suppression of these abilities and because of the invalidation uh, sometimes someone's experiencing the ability, but they don't have the language for it. So right. years ago, I had this uh, gentleman in class. It was it was kind of a breaking the ice type class to just address the the skepticism that people might have. And 
And so this is an older gentleman. Well, he was probably my age now or even in his mid forties um, that came to class and we were doing some kind of uh, expert, you know, like ex exercise to, to connect with the psychic ability. And as we did it, uh, you know, he participated, he was great. He was very skeptical, but he participated. And then as we were going around the room talking about it, he said, well, I suddenly realized that that thing that you were describing and that we were playing with, I've always called that my common sense. And I always wonder why nobody else had it. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the psychic ability. You're more psychic than you realize. Um, and, you know, and it's not that nobody else had it, but that nobody was kind of validating it. So then it seems like nobody if we're not talking about it, then nobody has it, right? Right. Um, and so that was a real, like, opening for him. I mean, he had, it was a real epiphany. Like, oh, my gosh, this is, like, me being intuitive. And not everybody else is open or operating at that level uh, because many people have it turned off. And, and he connected with a whole part of himself that he'd always kind of had to deny or make an excuse for, call it something it wasn't. And, right, um, and so we have a lot of things like that when we start to explore this we start to realize oh I've had this all along I just didn't recognize it for what it is or nobody validated it for what it is so sometimes I've maybe felt like I was crazy because I had those awarenesses or feelings or that I was just way off base you know and I got would invalidate myself for having those thoughts or feelings um, and when you start to open up in this part of yourself so many of those things you'll get validation for go oh i wasn't crazy <laughs> well half the time i'm always like i don't know if you know right we i know i know i'm, I'm a big yeah. doubter myself yes. i'm like did i just you know did that just happen you know even even to this day you know despite the fact that i'm totally engulfed in this this is my life and everything but there's still situations where you're just like wow that was so profound like I had to have made that up that that right. just didn't happen that way <laughs> yes it does yeah. it still happened it's still you know it arises from the mystery and so it still mm -hmm. has that moment where we don't see all the connections and our mind just can't make sense of it and so then we're like well, that, I, I don't know I can't that can't be um so there is a fair amount of just having to kind of have enough experiences with it to then go, well, yeah, it's happened. This is the hundredth time. So yep. maybe I'll trust it this time. Yeah. Well, and then you just go, thank you, spirit. <laughs> you right. Know? And then you can move to that openness of acceptance of it rather than that doubting and kind of struggle with the skeptic in the own mind because there is that as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Because... I mean, one of the things too is just, you know, this ongoing battle, and I'm sorry, I'm keeping you forever, but the ongoing battle between science and what we don't know yet. And right. so, you know, part of me wants to, you know, track, record, um, verify, prove, you know, um, get all of the data lined right. up. And then there's this other part that's just like, be open, allow, enjoy, show gratitude, and roll with it, you know? And so, yeah. so between those two areas, and I know that they're melding them a lot more lately. Yes. Uh, I think that's a beautiful thing that I've uh, seen over the years is that so many of the awarenesses that come from, uh, or so much of the information, let's say, that comes from energy awareness and the, the way we see the world is being actually validated by science now. And uh, especially in the field of, um, you know, the brain and meditation and what happens. Um, so the things that I might see energetically as a reader and say, oh, here's what's happening when you meditate. Here's what I see happening in your energy system. Um, and now you're hearing things studies that support that oh yeah this is what changes in your brain and, right and uh in your mood and ultimately it reflects to your energy system so that's that's been a wonderful thing to watch unfold and i think it's only going to get more um Hopefully. you know grow because yeah. there's so much study happening now with it and uh, yeah that's really 
really awesome to get that validation. And there is a part of growing in your intuitive um, awareness where you kind of have to prove it to yourself. You kind of have to go through that to, to trust it. I mean, otherwise, why would you, right? So um, it, there's, there's a such thing as a healthy skepticism. Right. Um, the thing that doesn't work is when the skepticism isn't really skepticism anymore. It's a decision you've already made that it's right. not true, right? So now you're just trying to prove an assumption prove you already yeah. have. And, and many skeptics who are calling themselves skeptics actually aren't skeptics. They've already decided it's untrue, and all they're trying to do is prove that it's untrue. Right. And they're struggling with proving that it's untrue, which right. is kind of funny. You know, so, so a true skeptic is open to the experience and then the, the skepticism or the little bit of critical mind comes in with um, interpreting what that means. Uh, but if you're not open to the experience, then you're not actually a skeptic. You're just closed. You're just right. closed-minded. So. Right. Yeah. Well, and it's really interesting too, because, you know, there's no way that somebody else can get inside of your perceptive right experience and so when you're working with a client and you feel these blocks or or issues or shifts or something like that there's no way that they could actually experience that and so for them you know for us it's miraculous and for them they're cut off from it right you know yeah. Mm -hmm. And unless they're actually experiencing, like you said, experiencing it themselves and they're just not fully, you know, in command of the right terminology or the way to express it to other people. But I mean, everybody walks into a room and I think it's just part of our, you know, you can feel the energy of a room. Right. You can yes. feel the energy of, you know, of especially big energies like fear or excitement like if i go to a race or something like that holy cow it's just like you know you almost get high on the energy right yes. yeah yeah so you know and i think that it's just you know kind of grounding that in 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 our senses and in our common language and and opening it up to being normal yes yeah yeah i mean having language for it is a big part of it because it is a uh, kind of an inward journey that you're having as an individual and if you don't have a language to express it or you know that other people can understand it's hard to validate some of what happens and and so the more it is kind of opened up in a way that we can talk about it the more real it, it can become and, and that's definitely part of I think the shift that has been happening over the last uh, well, more than 30 years. It goes back much further than that. But the last fair amount of time, um, there has been this kind of uh, new language of spiritualism and, and mysticism and metaphysics kind of growing. And, you know, it's always been there a little bit. I teach mediumship. And, of course, one of the most famous mediums was Edgar Casey, And that was way back when, right? And, but that was a very... Um, you know, very powerful uh, voice in the world. Like he, he did so much to, to kind of validate information that comes from the other side, you know? Right. And there have been many others, but he's just one that jumps out. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and it's kind of funny though, cause you're coming from the California mindset where, where it was open and, and, you know, something that you had access to. Um, I come from Indiana. That's like the North part of the Bible belt. You right. Know? Yes. So it was just like when we got the, the bell booking candle, you know, with tarot cards and, and spell books and everything, everybody's like, Oh my gosh, Satan's coming into our town. Right. <laughs> you know. <laughs> but yeah. So, I mean, but we're just lucky in this day and age that we can openly explore this and that there are so many resources like yourself available to us to be able to you know like i said explore it and mm -hmm. practice it and and really you know hit the ground running with with all of this right so, yeah 
Yeah, I mean, even where I was in California, there wasn't that, well, I think the place I went was probably one of the very few places that where you could get direct instruction, you know, about it. And and I had had a reading before that, and I had had some experience with, uh, you know, I'd got a cassette tape for meditating on the chakras and tried that. And, um, and of course, my first experience with trying to meditate, having no real instruction, was that I really did try. And so, like, I, you know, got really tense, and I got, and uh-huh. then I got frustrated with it, right? Um, so there are... Uh, you know, there's so many resources nowadays where you, you don't have to get an audio tape. You can just get a download from any number of places with guided me- uh, meditation that leads you into working on energy and chakras and opening up and all kinds of stuff. There's, it's just so open right now. Um, this is wonderful. It's just a wonderful thing to see happen. And it's always amazing to me how many people are uh, both have had some kind of a psychic experience, but we don't talk about it and, and how are, you know, who are open to it right now. It's very much opening up. Uh, But it, it seems like, you know, having done this work over the years that um, everybody's had some kind of an unexplained experience with energy or spirit that they'll, you know, they'll come around and say, you know, I, I had this experience once and they'll describe it to, you know, wanting an answer, like what was it or some validation. It's almost like everybody has one of those, but we just, there was never permission to talk about it because it was, you know, of the devil or there was fear around it or some uh, kind of taboo or superstition around it. And now we're able to, uh, you know, express our feelings more and also those types of experiences and not, not be ostracized for it or, or find the right people to share it with. Now we can do that, which maybe we were isolated a lot before oh, yeah. in different communities, for sure. Isolated in our own little uh, bubble of experience that we really didn't have a way to share or articulate or get feedback for. And now we can. And right. that's, I think that's just what, you know, one of the things that uh, I would say spirit needs in order to grow is uh, it needs to be seen. So you need to kind of be seen for where you are and who you are and, and it needs to be validated. So in a reading, really we're seeing a person and validating them. And, and we all need that. We all need that moment where someone sees that thing in us and can validate it. And and then we can usually take a step or we can integrate it and grow. Right. And so that's a really important part of the the process. And that's happening now. Yeah. Right. Right. Pretty good. Oh yeah. 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 So your class again, it starts on March twenty-fourth and it's every Tuesday at five PM for um and that's specific time. time. Yes. And um, it'll be intuitive training level one. And that is at um, energymattersacademy.com. Is that correct? Yeah. So if you go to energymattersacademy.com, that is our uh, website that has our podcast and everything. Uh, There's a link on there that says courses. And so if you click through that, down at the bottom of that page is this this course. And you can get on our interest list. Okay. Um, And and or sign up and you can uh, get on our email list, you know, Um, and, and just let us know if you have questions or you want to learn more Then we're happy to talk with you. And then we also have our introductory class, which uh, will probably be out before this is out, but um, you can certainly get that. It's just a free introduction that David and I are going to do. And we also have a, a podcast, our latest podcast we did was actually just David and I talking about intuitive training and that's up oh, on okay. the site as well. Um, yeah. So usually we do this format where we interview guests, but on occasion we just get on and, and uh, chat with each other about some topics. So we have probably four or five of those on our um, podcast site as well. Okay. And that is the, no, that's not, 
that's Energy Matters podcast, right? Well, so we just use Energy Matters Academy. Uh, okay. .com as our website and and you can get to all of our stuff from there yeah okay wonderful wonderful so cody i want to thank you for your time and your energy and your expertise and for sharing with us so openly today i really appreciate that well thanks so much for having me sue i was really excited to get to come on your show and share uh, some of this information and energy and it's it's always exciting yeah. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. So um, everybody, again, this is Cody Edner, and you can find his work at energymattersacademy.com. He also has his own work where you can book a session with him at intuitivevision.net. Is that correct? Yeah. So intuitive okay. vision is my, um, my kind of business, and David has his, uh, David Gandelman, and then we just came together to do... Um, the energy matters podcast yes okay wonderful thank you well everybody thanks again for joining us and we will see you soon take care have a great day bye-bye thanks for tuning in to spiritual business spotlight my name is sue ellis seller and i would love to invite you if you are a spiritual business person to join our directory and you can find the directory at www dot spiritual business spotlight dot com slash directory take care